mildly entertaining, somewhat obscure guests, relatively interesting topics, semi-professional production quality, reasonably well-informed commentary, a great value for the money, hundreds of fans all around the world. It's the Starting Strength Gyms podcast with your host, Ray Gillenwater. If you are a guy with gray hair, you need to listen to this podcast because uh, (laughs) my friend Andy is here today. And what I like about Andy, other than him being Mormon and a friendly fella, is he's sharp. So he's a vet. Um, He's got his, uh, you know, advanced degree. Um, He is wise enough to understand that the human body works best when you provide it with uh, appropriate stress. He's kind of a knucklehead, um, behaves like a young guy. So sometimes he stresses his body too much, like uh, on vacation, falling down mountains and things, which makes it hard to be his coach. But um, he discovered starting strength. He tried to do the program himself. Um, he's sort of like me in the sense that, you know, as, as men that, that were kind of born skinny and weak, uh, that's our default <laughs> state. <laughs> um, but we both did something about it. Um, Andy's made some great progress. So after trying to do the program himself, he contacted me for online coaching and I coached him for some time. He made some good progress. I then had to, uh, pass you off to the Boise gym because my calendar got full and, and, uh, I don't really want to coach people online that live next to a starting strength gym. I don't want to compete with my own business. Right. Um, and then he's been making good progress at the gym. The only thing that's been holding Andy back is his knuckleheadedness, continual injuries, um, and a lack of consistency. But even with those things in mind, uh, he's been kicking ass. And, and I mean, he looks like a normal proportional guy now, uh, but Andy was like me. I mean, we look like toothpicks with, you know, apples on top. It was, uh, he's made a drastic change. You're up 40 pounds, Andy. Is that right? Right now I'm up, uh, I'm up 35, I'm up 35 pounds. Yeah. Um, I initially gained 40 pounds after uh, starting coaching with you. You put me on uh, the diet and, and lifting. I, th- I think I was for a while there I was eating uh, about 6,000 calories a day. Yeah, yeah I, I, I went to see uh, – I had a physical in there, and I did the thing where you – you know, they want you to go in fasting. right. And I went in, and the doctor thought I was diabetic because my uh, <laughs> blood chemistry came. It looked like I ate a cheeseburger right before they t- did that blood withdrawal. Because my my gastric emptying timer, the time it takes your stomach to empty, uh, was way longer than twelve hours. Yeah, we we treated you like a uh, a college kid for a little bit there, just because man, you're such a, a hard gainer. I mean, if there's a definition of the word hard gainer, your photo is next to it in the dictionary. You know. I don't know what that means. You'll have to you'll have to tell me. Uh, let me fix this thing for you real quick. So let's do let's do that so you can lean over and we can talk to each other. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a hard gainer is somebody that uh, it's difficult for them to gain weight. You okay. Know? Um, and uh, you know you you like look at your your forearms for example. Like th- that's a normal muscular forearm. And when when we first met, you were skin and bones, man. And um, you know that's that's not ideal. It's not ideal for practical reasons, and it's not ideal for performance reasons. And actually, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is Andy was gracious enough to invite a, invite me and my buddies out on a rafting trip last weekend, 
and we're sitting there on this raft. What were there, eight or nine people on this raft? Yeah. Yeah. And we're all talking and hanging out. And um, I, we should have pulled out a phone and recorded it because Andy just started talking about how much better life is um, being stronger. So what is what has it done for you in terms of getting much stronger, gaining the weight? Because like I said, there's the, there's the practical side of like, okay, I shouldn't be skin and bones as a guy who's aging and, you know, get into the later years of life. That's just dangerous. Um, probably not ideal for health. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, beyond just that, I also want to kick ass in life and have a good time and, and squeeze as much physical fun as I possibly can out of it. And you're doing just that. So share with the audience, you know, what's, what's it done for you? Well, I, I just want to like start out by saying that I didn't think I was skin and bones. I felt like I was doing really well because I didn't have a, you know, a beer belly or, you know, I don't drink beer, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a, a tummy. Yeah. yeah. I had a flat stomach mm -hmm. and um, I still fit in the same clothes that I fit in college, mm -hmm. which you would have said I was a skinny, weak guy back then too. <laughs> um, and now I look at those pictures of me then. And I don't like them. I don't, you know, I don't like that. I realize now that was skinny. Yeah. Um, the thing that was the game changer for me, you know, I read Starting Strength, the book, and uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to do this program. What turned me into, I guess, a disciple or you know, what do you, what do you, drinking the Kool-Aid yeah. was the book by John Sullivan, um, the barbell prescription. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I thought, you know, there's not a lot of books out there that can make you change your life. Um, just do a complete 180. And there aren't a lot of people out there that can digest a book like that. I mean, it's essentially a textbook and then implement its practices. It's, it is. Uh, I, I I wish I had run across that book forty years ago. Mm -hmm. Seriously, and I know it was only written in twenty seventeen, uh, but his explanation of the Krebs cycle for all of you nerds out there. Uh, There's a bunch. <laughs> is I can't believe. I wish I could have had that when I was in vet school or doing biochem in undergrad because it is a fantastic explanation. Even now. It, it just explained it so well. But um, I read that, and uh, I immediately closed the book, and I sent my dad a copy. Mm. And then I sent my brother's copies. Got on Amazon, sent them. My dad read it. He sent copies to all of his brothers and, and a lot of his friends. Um, and, yeah, I became a believer. Yeah. And... Uh, I wanted what he talked about. I, I feel like I was fed, well, we all are, right? We have examples all around us of people that are not aging well. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have any examples of people that are aging how John Sullivan talks about. Maybe one guy who's five years older than me, uh, he helped me out with CrossFit uh, for a while. Um, and uh, I wanted what John talks about in his book. Uh, the reason that I, I wanted to, to start training was for rafting, like you said. Mm -hmm. So I go on this trip every fall with a bunch of my friends uh, and my brothers, and we, 
we raft through the Hell's Canyon wilderness. It's the the deepest canyon in North America, and it's uh, it's closed. Uh, you need permits uh, to go float it, and it we, it's only thirty miles. And we take five days to hunt and fish it, and just uh, we it's like a great week doing stupid guy stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to get into that inner circle, by the way. But yeah, please continue. Okay, yeah. <laughs> good to know. Uh, so. Um, it's a lot of work, and by the end, I, I am exhausted. Uh, it's lifting these heavy aluminum uh, dry boxes that probably weigh about 150 pounds. The boats are heavy; they're 160 pounds empty. Then we we put these frames and all this probably 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 2,000 pounds worth of equipment and people in the boat. And it's all got to be loaded out every day. And loaded back in in the morning when we launch the boats again, and by the end I'm I'm just exhausted. I mean I am so ready. I have, I have these pictures of me where I'm trying to smile, and it looks like someone just beat me up. <laughs> and uh, I got my daughter got well, my wife got a permit to float that during the permit season, and I realized that I needed to train, gain some strength to because I. The trip in the fall, there's 20 guys to help lift all that stuff. But th this trip with my family, it was just going to be me and one other, my kids, and uh, one other guy. And I'm like, there's no way. So I was going to join a CrossFit gym. Uh, they, they, they give the permits out on Valentine's Day. It came out Valentine's Day 2020. So I was like... Man, March 1st, I'm going to go join a CrossFit gym. I don't know if everybody remembers what they were doing March 1st. Uh, in Idaho, the governor shut the whole state down. Mm. Brad Little did. And so there's no CrossFit, nothing. And then me, like everybody in America, decided to go online and buy gym equipment. Mine got here Thanksgiving. Jesus. So, yeah, I missed, I missed training for the trip. It was great, by the way. But I started training by, I was like, I don't want to do CrossFit because all every time I do it, I get injured doing CrossFit. Mm -hmm. You said I got, I get a lot of injuries and that is true, but it's not doing starting strength. Right. It's, uh, it's doing stupid guy stuff. It's doing young guy shit. And you're 54, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, tell us about some of the young guy stuff you do where you hurt yourself. I think the, one of the deals that happened, cause you had injury after injury when we were training you online. And I think one of them was uh, you were you were trying to get down a hill in Hawaii on a vacation, and that didn't go as planned. I was at this green sand beach on the Big Island, and it looks like it's just a sand dune down uh, to the beach. You know, it's like sixty feet tall, and and I get on it, and I'm like, oh, sand dunes are a blast to run down. You know, it's the sand kind of catches you. We've got we've got these great sand dunes close to my house uh, that we go to. And, and I thought, I'll just run down that. Everybody else was like going down this rocky step. I was like, that's stupid. So I step out on the sand dune <laughs> and it's not a sand dune. It's just solid rock with just a little layer. Just to make it slippery. A sprinkling yeah. of, of sand. And I just start sliding and I thought, I'm going to face plant or whatever and I'm going to skin all the skin off my butt or off my face, depending on which way I land. So I started running, and I made it to the bottom of that hill, 
and just face planted on the beach in front of all these <laughs> Japanese tourists, man. It was terrible. They're all like looking and I tore a hamstring and I can barely stand it. It's like the back of my leg is in so much pain. And my wife is, uh, she's like halfway down on the path, like looking for me. And she gets down to the bottom and she's like, oh, this is wonderful and everything. And I'm like, let's get out of here. I, I, I hate this place. Let's go. And uh, anyway, yeah, it kind of ruined the rest of my, my trip because I was limping around everywhere. When I do these episodes, I sometimes think of what I'm going to title them while we're talking. I think this one will be um, all gas, no brakes at 54 years old. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, hit that, I hit that sand hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go back to the rafting stuff. So what, <clears throat> what, um, how has it helped you? Like, what's the difference now that you're stronger? So last year was the first trip that I got to go on being strong. You know, my new weight go, gone up to 225. At and, what height? Sorry. Uh, 225. And at what height though? Oh, six foot three. Six foot three. Yep. Yeah. Well, six, two and a half. Everything's getting shorter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it was fantastic. I could notice a huge difference. Mm -hmm. it, even just rowing the boat, but l all, the, all the lifting and my level of fatigue at the end of the trip, it, it made it so much more enjoyable. Nice. Um, you know, I uh, work. I've noticed a big difference at work. You know, I'm a large animal veterinarian. I work with dairy cattle beef cattle and you know these are 1600 pound animals you know eight times well not quite eight times maybe seven or seven times my body weight they're big and uh they're i've had times when one of them is trying to back out and i lean on them and push and have pushed them back in nice you know yeah. uh so it's been very helpful. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. What were you saying on the boat? The boat was just like, man, this should be a commercial. <laughs> you were sitting on the back of the raft because you've got that pilot seat with the two paddles and uh, sitting there in your vest and you're looking muscular. Like it, you look good with your shirt off and I was complimenting how big your back got and stuff. And uh, we're just kind of going around the boat talking about how, I mean, when we lifted that damn thing out of the water, um, we all just ran it up the hill. No problem, you know. And then your wife was like, "By the way, this is the reason we brought you on the trip." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do the heavy lifting. Yeah, I carried that boat by myself no uh, from my backyard, uh, and you have to—I have to go around all these trees and get it out on my table. So I carried it out by myself, and that is something I never would have been able to do uh, before starting strength. In fact, I—I th I thought as I was carrying, it, man. I got to thank uh, you for that because you you have given me the ability. I I knew my kids, you know, you, I've got teenagers. One uh, one left for college. Boys, I've I've got I've got four kids, two boys. My my oldest son, um, he moved out went to uh, BYU Idaho uh, last year and uh, he just barely left on a mission for our church in Arizona. And uh, my second son is going to be a senior this year. And they were scrawny little kids that were not useful at all. <laughs> you, you chose know. those words carefully. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to be listening to this. Yeah. They were not useful at all for like lifting or heavy lifting. But, you know, they, they could help. You know, I could do a lot of the lifting. 
and uh, all of a sudden they, you know, puberty turned on. They became very helpful. They stopped being stupid, and you know, you, you teach them stuff, and they're they're incredibly useful, and they're great people to have around. And then they're gone like two years later, mm-hmm. and I, I realized I'm like, if I'm gonna be like moving boats around or lifting stuff. I'm gonna have to do it alone. What is your boat weigh, by the way? Uh, well, it's uh, I've got four. Hmm. So the, the one that you lifted by yourself. The one that I lifted by myself. Uh, that's a really good question. Can we look it up? Yeah, well, maybe we'll put it something on the screen for okay. those that are listening to this only. Sorry. All right. Yeah, yeah. we'll look it up. Uh, <clears throat> it's not. It's not light. Well, you were feeling it when it was heavier because it had the frame in i Mm. took the frame off Mm -hmm. the frame weighs about 40 pounds Mm -hmm. and the oars weigh another uh 20 maybe 16 it's a 12 person raft maybe a 15 footer or something i'm guessing 16 feet 16 yeah yeah it's about uh gosh it's gonna be about seven feet wide Mm. so it's uh it's it's big. It's a hell of a good time. Thanks for taking us. You've taken us twice now. Yeah. No, it is a good time. Yeah. It's I'm basically there every weekend. If I was you living where you live, I would be doing it every weekend too. Right. I'm <laughs> right off 55 and I can just yeah. Basically I wave at Ray every yeah. time I go by. Call me, weekend. man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm too busy to go, but call me anyways. Right. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about where you started because Andy um has baseline strength now uh he's he's not you're stronger and you're you're strong but by our standards he's he's like you know just getting started really um i mean i'm so we're the same height we're if you think about the the uh the graph of genetic potential you and i are probably identical you ever tested your standing vertical jump no. Well, I think I think athleticism wise, um, Andy and I are built similarly. Um, Andy started a lot a lot later than I did. I mean, you started in your early fifties, right? Yeah. So, uh, your we'll talk about your numbers, but um, you know, as far as we're concerned, Andy's at just just getting started, and it's already helped him this much. Um, if you could be consistent not miss any workouts and not hurt yourself. <laughs> we can get you to a 405 deadlift within five months probably. Um, and that would, I mean, you, you would, now you look like a normal capable guy. You would look like, a, um, you know, your back would be imposing, for example, your traps would be imposing. That'd be a lot of fun. I'd like to do that with you. Uh, but I know you've got priorities. You've got a big family, you've got a veterinary practice, all this other stuff. Um, but uh, but even even with that, <clears throat> with, even with you doing this program sporadically, it still made that profound of an impact on your life. Um, can, do you remember what your first workout was when you tried this on your own? What were your lifts on on day one? Not not when I was coaching you, but when you tried to do it on your own. So the bar came first. You know, all the equipment came. Whenever the manufacturer. I'd log on and try and find it, and I'd order it a piece at a time, a plate at a time, because uh, it was all back ordered and, and you know, it was first come, first serve on the website. So I got a bar from Vulcan Strength, and I've since traded that in for 
Well, I still have it, but I, I mostly use that uh, Texas power bar. The starting strength bar? Yeah, the oh. starting strength bar. Mm -hmm. Except for presses because that cheese grater in the middle hmm. takes the skin off my forehead. When I tell Andy to touch his forehead with the barbell, he takes it literally. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, but I remember it came, and I was super excited. It's all we had, and I took it out of the tube, and um, my wife Kristen said, you know, you might want to – because I was going to, like, put it on my, my shoulders and try squatting, play with my new toy, right? Uh, and she's like, you might want to take it easy on that. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And uh, she was so right. I did three reps down, 45 pounds, and I couldn't, I couldn't go down all the way. And I could barely get up. And the next day, it felt like, you know, my legs felt like they were on fire. I had no idea it was that bad. It, it was so bad. Uh, it was so bad, Ray, that when I was on a dairy, they have these gates that we, you know, these these big metal gates that swing open, but they, they put like a little square in it for people to kind of go through. So there's a, it's, it's a rectangle. It's about four feet by one and a half feet wide. But, but the, the top of the bar is about five feet tall and the bottom's about, so it's, it's like doing limbo. You've got to mm. like go down and, and it's basically like doing an air squat. And I didn't have enough strength to get back out of the bottom without grabbing onto the gate and pulling myself up. On a normal day or after you squatted every, every, the bar? No, that was Tuesday. Wow. Or Thursday. Wow. Yeah, it was every day. Damn. No wonder why you're so fired up about this. I mean, that's profound. Yeah. I mean, I I thought I was in good shape because I walked like five miles a day for my job. Right. You know, but just simple, easy stuff like that, like doing a, a, like three air squats with uh, some equipment on. I probably had 20 pounds of equipment that I was carrying, and mm. I couldn't get back up out of that. And I, you know, we, we, the bar came. My wife was absolutely right. Mm. As they are. As they are, yeah. They are. It, it turns out, like mm. you said, I'm like a wise guy. Mm. Uh, one of the things that, that, that I'm trying to do is listen to my wife more because it turns out she's usually right. They know it too, <laughs> and they're usually pretty gentle about not shoving it in our faces. Um, good for them. <laughs> yeah. So what's your what's your PR squat now? And, and even if it's not a single, what you know, set of three, set of five, whatever. Uh, so... So right now my P I, I've I've never done a PR on squat right um, but it where I maxed out on my my fifteen reps five uh, three sets of five or five sets, sets of three of, three sets of five okay was uh, two hundred and uh, was around two fifty yeah and this is what I'm saying I mean. 250 for three sets of five is kind of just getting started. But 250 for three sets of five after being fatigued uh, and unable to continue from a set of three at 45 pounds, I mean, that's profound. For me, it's been huge. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm fighting back. I took two months off because I, you know, large animal vets, we use our shoulders a lot. And uh, I have like 20 years of damage to him. The, the, the length of a, a guy like me or a gal like me hmm. uh, 
who does this career is seven years. That's the average career length. And wow. I'm, I've been doing it for 22 years. And so, you know, by statistics, I should have been done 15 years ago. Right. You know? Right. Um, so that's another thing that I love about this is the, the longevity to my career. And at the end of the day that I, there's things that are sore on me, but it's not my, my muscles, mm -hmm. you know, I wonder, it'd be interesting to quantify the, uh, lifetime value that investing in your strength has earned you, because I'm curious what, how else you'd be able to produce and make a living if you had to quit your job due to injury or lack of strength as you aged. My, my, I feel like I told my financial planner when I was first starting out to think of me like a quarterback, hmm. that at any moment I could get an injury or something happened to me that could be career ending. So he hooked me up with disability insurance. Um, but you know, I've, I've been dropped off a pickup bed going f 45 miles an hour landed on the pavement on the back of my head. I've been shot in the leg at work, uh, kicked by cows, kicked in the head, kicked all over my body, uh, knocked out a couple of times, and I have only ever missed six days of work in 22 years. Jesus, man, that's yeah. incredible. Five days of that was after getting shot through the thigh. And one day, I mean, I went like, 14 years and I took one day off uh this January when I caught COVID Some, <laughs> because someone was... someone dick chained you you took a break and then you caught COVID and took a day well, off. I got shot in 2008 right yeah Jesus man anyway unreal uh so yeah longevity is has been a huge worry for me mm -hmm. and being able to keep doing what I do uh until I quit on my terms mm -hmm. um uh, so, you know, I know by your standards, um, um, not as far along as I should be, but, uh, you know, I have all this damage up here. I've had my, that was another thing. I had my shoulder separated, uh, from CrossFit. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and, uh, they, You know, this spring it was hurting me so bad. I just took uh, two or three months off, and so right now I'm 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 back into the linear progression, and uh, trying to claw my way back up to where I was when I quit. Prior to this latest shoulder mishap, did you uh, notice any difference in your shoulder health after doing the press? So yeah, so when I started working out with you. I couldn't sleep on my left side. Mm. It was so painful. Like if, if I rolled over there by accident, I would wake up in the night and it felt like it was come out of socket. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, I felt like I had to do like a one arm push up to get pressure off of that and then sneak the, sh the shoulder joint out of there. Jeez, man. You don't complain much because I didn't hear about this. No. Yeah. But your, uh, your program my shoulder started feeling better than it's ever felt in 20 years. Nice. Uh, and it wasn't until I, you had passed me off to another coach and uh, you, you taught me to do it by getting your shoulder blades 
pressed together. Yeah, extend your chest and kind of pretend I'm, for those of you listening, I'm putting my finger behind his back and I'm asking him to pinch my finger with his shoulder blades. Yeah. Yeah. And to get all set up before the start of the uh, the movement, mm-hmm. the, you know, the bench press. Overhead press. Oh, over, are we talking overhead or bench? Bench press. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, bench press. And I... Um, I was working with the other coach, and he noticed that I wasn't – the way he coaches it, he wants you to do it between each each press, mm. you know, pull them back. And it wasn't a movement I'd ever practiced, mm. and I had 220 pounds of weight on the bar, mm. and he was trying to coach me to do it. And I don't know what happened, but it – it tore it up in there and mm-hmm. re-aggravated that injury. And um, what you have on your left, do I have on my right, by the way? Okay. Same problem. Like and if I'm not... We're like mirror images. <laughs> literally. I'm, I'm looking at you yeah. into the future. I hope I look that good at 54, man. Me too. Um, <laughs> I think you will uh, if you keep doing this program. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, for me, if I'm not super disciplined on the bench... In fact, I, I was never able to bench two plates and above until the starting strength bench came out. Oh. Because... Um, are you a car guy? No. Well... For those of you listening that are car guys, uh, the starting strength bench is kind of like putting poly- polyurethane motor mounts on your race car instead of rubber motor mounts. Yeah. Rubber is like, it's softer, it's more forgiving, it's more comfortable, but there's less feedback. Um, but if you want performance, a little bit of a rougher ride is okay, provided you have that extra precision. And the wooden starting strength bench gives me so much feedback that if I'm not perfectly tight on that thing, I feel it and I know it. And whenever I'm not perfectly tight, I aggravate my shoulder. And both of us are gonna have to get surgery eventually. I mean, that's just probably the reality of the situation, but I wanna stave it off for as long as possible, you know? Um, Right now, it clicks a little here and there and it's totally uneven stuff, but uh, it's a hell of a lot better than it's ever been because the more muscle mass I build around my shoulder in a way that doesn't injure it, the better it feels, you know? That is so true. I'm hoping that the surgery can wait till after I retire. When do you plan on retiring? Um, I want to have the ability to walk away when I'm 60, but the fact of it is that I really enjoy my job. Hmm. Uh, I get to work with it, it's not like a regular vet that has like you know 5,000 people that bring their pets to your clinic. I've had the good fortune to work with about six or seven families uh, for the last 20 years. I've watched their kids grow up, go to high school, get married. Now they're starting to come in and take over the dairies of their parents. And uh, it's been a wonderful thing to watch these families, uh, you know, grow up, the kids grow up and become adults. And uh, I just feel like... You know, every time I go to work, I'm hanging out with my friends. You know, it's not like a like like when when the rest of you take your cat or dog to the vet. Those small animal guys are great guys, but you're you're limited to about 15 minutes in the room with them. Mm -hmm. It's hard to develop a relationship. But I'm I'm at the same dairy every Tuesday or every Wednesday. You know, and so I just get to. you know, spend years with these people. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a wonderful career. The thing I love about my job is that there are over a thousand people just like you 
that have very similar stories to what you have with how much this program has helped them day to day. And I know it's not a temporary thing where they put in six months of work and then they get, you know, two or three months of joy. I mean, it is like you, right? You can do your job better. You can do your job longer. You've got more career longevity. When you go to recreate in all the ways that we can in Idaho, um, you're capable. You know, you've, you've got, you've gone from worried about ducking down to get under a metal bar to single handedly lifting your raft from your backyard. Yeah. Um, that really, really fires me up. <laughs> it fires me yeah. up, man. I, in Sullivan's book, he talks about how training is like investing in a 401k. Mm-hmm. And I've been investing in a 401k since I was 30. And, uh, the thing about 401ks is you save all this money up and um, you're not allowed to touch it. You know, my financial planner tells me all the time uh, to not get so caught up in planning for the future that you forget to live in, in today mm. uh, because his dad retired and six months later he died. Mm. So he never got to all the money that he saved for retirement, all of that that saving and planning didn't benefit him at all, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beauty of this 401k is, yes, you're, you're saving it up for when you're old and when you retire, but you get to use it now. That's a great well. point. Yeah, the, you know? uh, the metaphor is incomplete in that sense. That's it's, a very good point. It's incomplete. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, I, I gained 40 pounds in three months. And I look at, I, I, I brought a picture. I was, I, you know, the iPhone has this app on it, my photos or whatever, and it, it curates or, or pulls up photos from, from your photo roll that it thinks you like. And it showed this picture of me and my boys at scout camp. Mm. Uh, I believe it was 2017, maybe. I can't remember. And I looked at that. I, I, uh, I was swimming hard. I, I, I did the mile swim at that scout camp. And we were, we were at the polar bear, which is when you go in the morning and swim around in the cold water of uh, uh, Payette Lake there in McCall. And I am so skinny. It looks like I could star. I mean, back then I didn't think I looked bad. But now I look at it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could star in Schindler's List. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could be one of those guys in the striped suits, uh, Yeah, you know, like begging for food from the GIs. I'm no like, joke. No it, joke. It was, yeah. And um, I'm embarrassed to look at my old photos. I put them up on the Internet sometimes just to show people the before and afters. But, uh, you know, like you said, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. That's just how I looked. And now looking back at those photos, I'm like, man, Ripito, um, you know, very kindly refers to me as a, a tiny insect of a man. Uh, yeah. And, and sorry to interrupt your thought, but I just wanted to, to mention that um, I don't know if I would have ever got together with my wife in that shape. I don't, I don't know if she ever would have looked twice. I've seen your wife. There's no way, man. There's no way. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. And, um, that's life changing stuff. That is like, I don't know if I've ever would have been able to compete in a fight, jujitsu or Muay Thai. Um, I don't know where my Crohn's disease situation would be. Um, I don't know how I would have gotten through COVID, uh, as far as having a physical outlet or, I could go on and on and on and on. Um, so yeah, it's cool to be able to share it with people. I'm glad you've enjoyed it too. 
I just wish I had found it sooner. Mm. Um, and you know, the, the thing that jazzes me up is my kids. So I, like I told you, I, everywhere around us, we have examples of how not to age, you know, my parents, um, people at church, they're just getting older and they're getting frailer. My grandfather, uh, he watched his dad get type two diabetes and just slowly rot from the inside out. So he, he started jogging. This was back in the seventies and he was a great example to my dad who has tried to stay active and do exercise. But the exercises that, that, that they taught us were the wrong exercises. Jogging, my, my grandfather jogged until his knees gave out and then he went to walking, but walking is better than nothing, but it, it's not a lot better than nothing. No, it's not that much stress. And, uh, to be able to be an example to my kids so that they can, you know, they're, without me pushing or doing anything, they are out training mm. and working out on their own. Nice. And uh, I hope that they can continue that. I, I wish I could have found I, I tried lifting weights when I was younger, but I never gained anything. I just didn't know. You know, uh, we didn't have the internet back then, and... Uh, I couldn't Google, you know, what I literally Googled was how to get strong without using CrossFit and, uh, starting strength came up and I read, it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is great for, for, uh, movements. You know, I can do that. It was like CrossFit. Every time you went in, they had a new thing they wanted you to do and, and you do it until you're fatigued. And by the end, my form was terrible as I was getting hurt. Um, nor was it good in the first place because it can't be because you've never practiced the movement. Uh, I never practiced the movement. Yeah. So, and, and I was always trying to beat the, sorry, uh, ladies, but I was always trying to beat the lady next to me that was kicking my butt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and my, uh, you know, my, it was just hard to let some little like 110 pound girl outlift me and, and beat me. And, uh, so I was always trying to beat her. Or the old guy, the you know the sixty year old guy that was kicking my butt, and that's how I always got injured was trying to beat those two people. Well, Andy, your internet debut includes a Holocaust joke and a sexist remark, so there we go. You are now canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to I got to do one thing, okay, before you you do this. I I I gained weight so fast it was it was like having a new body. It was like that movie where you see uh, Captain America where they put him in that capsule and, like, shine the light at him or give him that injection, and he goes in that scrawny, what did Ripito call you? Tiny, thanks, Rip, tiny insect of a man. Yeah, Yeah. you you go in a tiny insect and you come out Captain America. Mm -hmm. I know you don't think I'm Captain America, but I'm way, you know, 40 pounds. It wasn't all muscle. A lot of it was fat, but a lot of it was muscle. You're the strongest guy in that riverbank, right? I mean, there were 20, 30 people, uh, men of all ages. Probably, um, yeah. And uh, other than the people in your boat, you were the strongest guy in that riverbank. Yeah. At 54. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it was weird because my thighs, which were skinny, I had like a thigh gap. I had that problem that middle-aged men get where their butt just disappears. I had no butt. And it literally was to the point where I would take – a cushion with me to church to sit on because sitting on on my butt the bones my sit bones were painful mm-hmm. and um i remember like feeling something weird back there you know all of a sudden my thighs are brushing as i'm walking and 
I'm just getting crazy wedgies in my underwear because now I finally got butt cheeks and that, that underwear was getting sucked up there like a vacuum. And uh, I'm like, oh my gosh. Apple bottom Andy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not to mention the the shoulders and the chest and all of that, but... Um, and the back. You don't see the back till someone points it out to you or you see a picture. I mean, what this program does to your back is just... That's actually the most the most stunning part when I saw him. Man, look at Andy's back. Holy shit. People, the people, the thing that people see are, are the forearms. They're like, oh my gosh, your forearms have gotten huge. And they're and, like, what do you do to like work? I, I think it's, I don't know. I think it might be just holding the bar while you deadlift. No, be honest. You're doing a bunch of wrist curls, right? No. <laughs> Not one. Not one. You know, friends, your muscles work isometrically as well. And if you stress them and linear progr- linearly, linearly progress them, they will grow like the rest of your body, even if it uh, seems counterintuitive. So when, when that change happened, it was like getting your braces off and you, you know, you run your, your you just can't stop running your, your tongue across the teeth. Every I was always feeling in every part of my life, every part got better. Um, groceries were all way lighter when I was carrying them into the house. Uh, work, you know, I wasn't as tired. Everything was better. This isn't something that they talked about in, um, we talked about it a little bit in whatever, but I, if if I was Sullivan, I would have led with this. I would have started with it. Sex is a huge, not a huge part. It's, it's a it is a part of a healthy life. Oh yeah. And um, I didn't know I'd been doing it wrong the whole time. But it was like hip drive. Yeah, <laughs> hip drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I still might be doing it wrong. Uh, There's it, a tantric lady in town, and if it's not against your religion, I would like to connect you with her. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> It, it it probably is because <laughs> almost everything is uh, anyway. Um, but the the thing that I noticed was that orgasms got about twenty percent more intense. No shit. Yeah, and I I don't know if you remember back then, but but it was like now that's just how they all are. Right. So it's it's kind of worn off. But that change happening so fast, I was able to appreciate that, and. Uh, you know, I, it was amazing. If I was Sullivan, I would have led with that. That would be the very first thing. This program is going to make sex way better. Okay, okay, <laughs> new title. Will it embarrass you or your church if we title this thing Orgasms Got Better by 20%? My mom is going to listen to this, so... Uh, <laughs> Hi, Mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. But, you know, I never invite a vet to dinner. We talk about the craziest stuff, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and never, never invite a one Mormon on a boating trip because oh he'll drink all your beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> well practiced. <laughs> yeah. And we don't call ourselves Mormons anymore. Oh, what do you yeah. call each other? Members of the Church Members of Jesus of the Christ Church. of Latter-day Saints. That is, it just rolls right off the tongue. That is lengthy. It is lengthy, yeah. but yeah. Uh, they, you know, our enemies gave us that name. Needed a rebrand. It is a rebrand because... Nobody knew we believe in Jesus Christ. Right. But uh, now we get to witness to him every time we say who we are. So, Man, I want to join your church. You guys have your shit together. I don't know a single Mormon that's not friendly, um, is a prepper, <laughs> uh, has a good family, you know. Um, well, you should. Yeah. Well, or, uh, you'll have to give up Sundays and 10% of your income. But uh... Andy and I spoke about this because I'm like, maybe, maybe <laughs> this is a good strategy just to have a backup plan to be a part of the church. But... Um, 
I'm a Jew, so there's no way you're getting 10%, first of all. Um, but then Andy assured me that 10% is on like some sort of a um, honor system. Um, yeah, there's nobody that's going to audit you. Yeah, nonetheless, I'd feel, I'd feel shitty if I stole from you guys. So I'll just, I'll just be uh, one step removed, if you don't mind. If, if, if there starts, you know, if the four horsemen roll into Idaho, don't forget about your friend Ray, okay? I won't, yeah. You're, you're, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's good being friends. Yeah. Man, 20% better orgasms. Is there anything else about the program and the way it's helped you that we haven't covered yet? I love not feeling like a skinny insect. Yep. Yeah. That Good way is to put it. One other thing that just as a side, I, I always felt like I struggled with posture. I was one of those people that would like, you know, walk kind of hunched. Mm -hmm. It's because I was so skinny, you know, uh, lifting the weight, doing the resistance training builds up the muscles and it, it pulls your, all of a sudden you've got strength enough to pull your, your posture into place and yep. you just feel better all the time because you're not always hunched over and, and whatever. So that was something else that I noticed right away. It's uh, it's right away too. It's better. It, it's uh, one of these side effects that you don't even think about. But one of the things I enjoy watching the most is when people come into the gym looking pretty unimpressive because frankly, our species is on a downward slope physically. You know, at least in the Western world, I can't speak for places outside of the U.S. and Western countries at the moment. Um, but one thing I love about this program is watching people come in hunched over from being on their phone or on their computers, and then as they grow and get stronger and bigger and more impressive and more capable, their shoulders start to pull back, their posture improves, they become more upright, and and they come in walking tall. Number one, because I think they're more proud of their body. Oh yeah. And number two, because they have the musculature, you know, on their uh, back that's actually pulling their shoulders into the position that they're supposed to be in. That God designed us to be in. Yeah, and I think um, I think uh, we had a little. Um, oh yeah, there is. With your son, we had a situation like this. He came in and he he was uh, what was he sixteen at the time or something? Fifteen. Um, Fifteen, and I was trying to I was trying to. <sighs> It's hard to explain to a 15 year old like what what's going to be different if if I if you listen to me and get your squat to 405 in 12 months what that's going to do for you but um, you could see certain things clicking and he and he was a little bit hunched over and he's like you know young kid um, it's how you are in high school kind of feeling things out and getting to know yourself and confidence and all this stuff and one of the things I coached him on was stand up straight man pull your shoulders back and I know well he's been lifting right so has his posture improved he looks a lot different uh, we. So I had I had to go buy all new suits, all new clothes. I don't I don't own a single cloth uh, piece of clothing from when I started. I was a medium when I started. I'm an XL now. I was uh, yeah I was I was large, but they were baggy large. Right now the the pants were all 33s. Now I'm 36 mm -hmm. pants and mm -hmm. XL. Um, Lincoln, same thing. He he really caught it like this spring. And has been working out. We've had to go buy him all new clothes. He's excellent. He's got really thick thighs and his upper body's, you know, when you're that young and so loaded up with testosterone, <laughs> I mean, it really comes out. My son, Calvin, he, uh, same thing. Um, you know, I thought of one other thing too, that there's a benefit. I, it's, it's happened so slow and so gradually, I didn't even realize it was happening, but I never got a DEXA scan. I wish that you guys made us go get DEXA scans right. when we started. Especially for the bone density. Yeah. But I do have one of those scales that you stand on. And I, I, I'm not saying I believe the scale, but 
I believe the change. So when I first started, uh, it, it keeps it keeps track, you mm. know, of what it says your bone density is, and it says that my bones weighed seven point two pounds. Huh. I never thought about what a skeleton might weigh. Okay. So what what was the change then? I mean, bones are full of water too. You know. So if you mm. just take out the uh, the change, it's gone up like fifteen percent. It's now at like eight point three. But you know, with the with the the weight gain. You know, it's, it's, it's an app. So mm. it shows like each data point every time I weigh myself every morning. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like this, but, um, that three months, it just goes boom, you know, and, uh, the, the bone growth thing, it, it looks like a flat line, you know, it's only if you go back and look at where it was when I started March of 2021, mm. um, to now that you just see it slowly just been, you know, every month or so it goes up 0.1 or 0.2. And now it's, uh, you know, my dad has osteoporosis. Mm. So, and my grandma had osteoporosis. So for me, with that family history, that's, that's a big concern. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, with as weak as you were becoming. Um, yeah. Is your dad training? So my dad is, my mom and dad are, uh, I, so I said, there's no good examples. My dad has become a good example. You know, he's always a good example. He always did exercise. It just, it wasn't weight training. It wasn't resistance training. You know, it was, uh, he'd go to the gym and, and lift on the machines. And, uh, so I was now he's got a set of free weights and he and my mom, uh, are doing one of the programs in the back of the book from, mm. uh, from Sullivan and Andy Baker. The Bring them down to the gym, man. Let's uh, let's tune them up. Your son, too. Bring everyone down one day. Let me know what coordinate. I would them. love to, but yeah. they are in Maryland. Ah, okay. So Next I, time they visit. Yeah. I, w- I was out there two weekends ago, and one of the highlights of my trip was being able to uh, work out with them in their gym. Cool. So, Are they going to an affiliate down there? I don't think they have one. Um, I think 5 by 3 is in Maryland. Um, how far away, the, or how far away are they from Baltimore? They're pretty far. And my mom, my mom is, uh, my mom is doing chemo for, uh, cancer. Shit. It, yeah. It's terrible. Um, and, um, so she, her immune system is, COVID was actually good for her hmm. because, Nobody like asked why are you wearing a mask? Oh right, yeah, because she had to she had to social distance and and not get close to people because her it's just trashes her immune system. So yeah, yeah, that that was, I mean, if you're trying to look for a benefit from that, that was one one tiny benefit. Um, but yeah, so she's she's not able to fly out here because of that. Right, right. She What's came it? out and did it. She she did a session with uh, John. Oh, John Dowdy. Yeah, awesome. uh, like last year they came out the the. It was before the gym even really opened. It was like a, like you did the soft opening, and my dad and John signed up for a session together and did a session, and, and uh, they went home and, you know, bought a bunch of gear and started doing it on their own. Excellent. That's so good to hear. We got sidetracked when I was asking you about your numbers. We got through your squat. Oh, um, tell me about your deadlift. Okay, so deadlift, uh, <clears throat> sixty-five. What I started at ten on each side. Ten on each side. Yeah. Wow. You know, did you I, get a set of five for that or? Yeah. I, well, I was doing back then. I I thought you had to do three sets of five. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was doing. 
I was doing that 15 mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that weight, it's no big deal. But no, once you get yeah. up in the, you know, <laughs> mid, mid high 200s, it's going to start to tax you. Yeah. yeah. That was the greatest part about starting with you was I only had to do it five times. Nice, <laughs> I was nice. like, yeah. Less <laughs> is more as uh, starting strength versus CrossFit has taught us. Less is more. Yeah. So what's your PR deadlift? Man, I think I got up to like 300 and like PR. That was something we did an actual PR at the gym. It was uh, the day of the deadlift. Nice. And I got up to 320 on my single. But I, I think I did like five at 320 yeah i remember you doing three plates for for multiple reps yeah. during our time together yeah, yeah. so it's, it's probably higher than that I'm, yeah. I'm not very good at stopping the training to do prs right right and there's no i mean it's just vanity anyways right it's just vanity yeah, yeah. what i do want to do though is to be able to do at least one bench press at 225 hmm what what did we get your bench up to you got my bench up to like 115 at 170 Five. Three sets of five at 175. What was your yeah. bench on day one? Do you recall? Oh, it was probably just the bar. Yeah, yeah. And your press? My press, probably just the bar. What? what uh, what's your PR press? Like 127, that's 15. 127 and a half for three sets of five. Yeah. yeah. We haven't even got you off three by fives yet. You're still a novice, my friend. So uh, <laughs> if, if I never got stronger than I was today... It would be totally, it, it, it has been totally worth it. Yeah. 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 But I, I would like you to set a goal to hit at least singles on your press at 185 for vanity purposes, because <laughs> it makes your shoulders and arms look awesome. Okay. Um, but also because you've got shoulder issues like I do. Yeah. And uh, when you're pressing heavy like that, it's almost like. The, de- the defects in the structure are, they're not totally irrelevant, but they're less relevant because you've got so much supporting scaffolding over the, the joint. I, I use my shoulders every day. Well, that's one of the things. The problem is I, I've got to go in after, you know, after I, I do a workout and the next morning, I've got to use that shoulder at work. Mm-hmm. It, it is my work. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I can go in and like type on a keypad, you know, and oh, my shoulder's sore, you know, mm-hmm. or my, my, you know, whatever. It's uh, so yeah. That's I'm I'm really protective. But what it's done for them up until now has been fantastic. So if you say 185 is great, I I, I believe you because getting to 127 and a half has made them feel amazing. 185 is kind of arbitrary, but you know it's a plate and a quarter on each side, and it's a good milestone. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and by the way, we have a guy who we're going to do a case study on. His name's Greg. He's a really cool guy. I've talked to him about him before. He trains at Starting Strength Boise. He saw my email from a triggered member podcast. You haven't seen that one, but because uh, you don't even know about this podcast, <laughs> but but Greg saw it and um, he was so fired up by the message that he sent me an email, and then I invited him down to Starting Strength Boise because he was trying to do the program on his own. Um, Greg hobbles into the gym on a cane, and uh, turns out the guy's broken his neck, and so we're trying to get him to recover from wow. a broken neck from when he was a kid. And uh, his goal is to not only get off his cane, but his goal is also to to not just be able to walk, but to be able to run, which is pretty cool. But the reason I bring him up is he broke his neck on a rope swing, and oh, yeah. 
you're a maniac and you're doing a rope swing at 54 years old. Me, <laughs> me, me and my buddy Brandon, who's the GM at Boise, uh, we're both just sitting in the raft like, nope, not doing it. We've, we've injured everything twice. We have, we've had all the excitement in our lives that we want. Uh, you knock yourself out, Andy. We're just going to chill here in the boat. <laughs> and then there's Andy, woo, flying off the side of the cliff. That is life, man. Yeah. That is why I do it. So yeah. I can, you know, I didn't tell you this, but uh, two summers ago, I tore all the muscles in my stomach doing Jesus. that rope swing because I, you know, you just, I just felt them tear. So was that prior to starting strength? Yes, it was. I wonder if I wonder if something would be different now, now that you have a nice thick slab of abdominal muscles, which it happened to grow great. without yeah. doing any crunches. Imagine that. No, it um, felt great. So how far? We're an hour in, man. I want to keep talking. Um, okay. Because I, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you a few things. What? So your forearms, your abs, these are all things that grew without any isolation work, um, which I'm sure was surprising. Um, it was surprising, and it's yeah. that's that is a uh, that is one of the many misconceptions <laughs> that people have about fitness and about gaining muscle, about gaining strength. Um, what are some other things about this program that surprised you? or you were not so sure about, or maybe were hesitant about? I know food might be one thing to talk about, but just curious in general. That is like, so right now, you know, that's like you're like saying, hey, uh, you know, I want you to do a linear progression. Linear progression to me is like eating 5,000, 6,000 calories a day. And when I quit, when I quit, um, when I quit eating, that's when I hit intermediate. You know, I slowed down. Mm -hmm. And I, I quit eating. Because premature intermediate. Premature intermediate. There we go. They, you probably have an acronym for that. <laughs> P.I. Mm -hmm. Yep, there I was. Mm -hmm. P.I. right here. So I started to get this big old spare tire. And uh, I'm like, I got to turn this off because I cannot be eating this much. Uh, and, you know, I'm getting fat as a tub here. So I tried to turn down the calorie intake, and that's when I, I uh, started slowing down on the gains. Yep. And, and I, uh, in all fairness, I told you'd pass me off to that other coach, and I told him, I want to lose weight. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to keep gaining. So, in fact, I, I, I went down mm. on my weight. Mm. Uh, sorry. My weight went down, but the weight that I could lift uh, also went down. Yeah, it's it's usually not a good idea to uh, lose weight and try to, you know, add five pounds to the bar to work out. That's uh, usually a situation that doesn't end well. You know. Yeah, it didn't. Um, it didn't uh, yeah. work. Uh, so yeah. And but if you're if you're still trying to get stronger and strength is the goal, but you're trying to bias the muscle gain towards or, or the weight gain towards muscle that certainly can be done because that's just some dietary tweaks, switching up your macronutrients a bit, switching up your caloric load a little bit. Um, so let me help you with that. Next time that comes around, let me help you with that. As a thank you for being so generous with your raft and uh, taking us along and all that good stuff. Yeah, so. I was going to go anyway, man. Yeah, I'll take the help. Yeah, yeah I'll take yeah. the help. I would love the help actually because, um, yeah, I know that I'm going to – I. I am running into the point that I maxed out now with John Dowdy. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to say that, his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's my coach now at uh, Starting Strength. Hey, John. What's up, John? Fellow Mormon? 
Good guy. That is. Fellow Strong as an ox. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Get, sorry, I got to yeah. get... You, you want me to say five words instead of one? You give me an acronym and then I'll switch. How about it's that? like www, yeah. right? Right. www dot whatever. Right. It turns out it's easier to say World Wide Web. It's like three syllables less. Doesn't shorten anything, yeah. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Dowdy's looking great too. He went on a cut recently. Someone called him fat on YouTube and then Dowdy and I both uh, dieted down a little bit. Um, Dowdy's at two, I think he's 225 at six foot, squatting mid fives. Um, he's 225? Just, I believe so. Yeah, wow. let's double check. But uh, just monstrous. I mean, he, he came rafting too. The, yeah, the guy did. took his shirt off where everyone's like, man, like everybody's jealous. <laughs> he's just huge, you know, yeah. and, and capable and uh, doubt he's a good guy. But what do you mean by you've maxed out what you can achieve with him? I, I don't feel like I'm maxed out, but when I'm getting to the point where I maxed out on my last linear progression mm -hmm. i'm starting to, to get to those that that neighborhood or ballpark you know maybe that'll be enough to power me through without going back to five thousand calories a day you don't need five thousand we had we had to really push your calories higher than i typically would for a guy your age just because you were such a hard gainer you know um but uh we can dial things in more precisely now because you're not going to need your the bulk of your weight gain is done there's absolutely no reason to be eating that many calories at this point. Um, you'll probably be in the mid threes, if I had to guess. We'll do some some work on this. I'll get a baseline from you if you want to check what you're eating for a couple of days and track it in my fitness pal and just send me a PDF summary of your macros and your calories. Um, we can we can dial in a plan for you. I'm yeah. probably terrible. I mean, yeah. you you'll be appalled when you see what I eat. It's like. I'm embarrassed to even like send it to you. What's embarrassing? Just uh, you know, fast food and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> whatever. You're gonna have to get out of that habit, you know. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you live your own life. You still look great and you're capable. So as long as you're uh, not having major health issues, I won't give you a hard time. But um, I the, will try. The more monster mash you eat and the less fast food that you eat, the better you'll feel and the better you'll look and the better. What is monster mash? Uh, man, you're out of the loop. So um, Stan Efferding is a friend of ours. He is a, a really sharp guy. He wrote a book called The Vertical Diet. And um, he's a gigantic, super strong bodybuilder. Okay. Lean. He's done it all. Um, and so he just encapsulated all of his learnings from dieting over the years for bodybuilding shows and all this stuff and how to manage gut problems and how to fix high blood pressure. He's half Thor Bjornsson's coach, for example. He's John Jones's oh, wow. coach. Um, he's a he's an accomplished guy, and uh, is he's he's the best guy I've found when it comes to nutrition for strength training. Okay. And Rip Ripito is like you know nutrition's not my thing. He'll tell you like how many calories you need to to go through the program, but he's not interested in the specifics of uh, of diet. And so we all kind of tend to defer to Stan. For those of you watching, we don't have any financial benefit in Stan's stuff, but The Vertical Diet is a book worth buying. Um, Could you say his name again? Stan Efferding, E-F-F-E-R-D-I-N-G. Um, when when we go upstairs to the kitchen, I'll show you I've got, uh, uh, I've got meal prep. I've got these little pre-portioned monster mash meals in a, in a glass container. I throw some chicken stock on there, microwave it for three and a half minutes, then I've got a meal. It's super fast and it's... As far as I know, and my nutrition knowledge uh, has its limits, like all aspects of my knowledge do, but um, as far as I know, it's it's pretty much the best way you can eat. So it's white rice, it's 90-10 ground beef, it's sweet potatoes, 
um, chicken stock. And then that's kind of the base and you can modify it from there. But um, I find it to be really palatable and not too palatable. So you don't want to overeat it. And not too palatable in the sense that it actually reduces your threshold for like sweetness and saltiness requirements. Where like the more fast food you eat, the more it kind of uh, raises your threshold for those things. It kind of, um, it's like exposure therapy, right? So what I find, the way I keep my weight in check is I just try to have Monster Mash for one meal a day. If I can do that, my body comp is right where I want it. If I can do it for two meals a day, I start showing abs and stuff, which... I don't care enough about to eat Monster Mash twice a day. I only eat it twice a day if I, I don't have any time. So, um, yeah, Andy Baker and a bunch of others have said, train like a strength athlete, eat like a bodybuilder. And I think that's pretty good advice, especially once you've gone through the novice linear progression. If you haven't gone through the novice linear progression and you need to gain weight, you might have to do some extreme stuff like Andy. But, man, I told you. You know, you uh, <laughs> you were a little skeptical of memory serves. You're like, this is a lot of food. This is and, a lot of food. And you're worried yeah. about your health. And I get it. But it's temporary. It's temporary. And and the you cannot argue with the results. I Every time I look in the mirror, you have been proven right. <laughs> yeah. um, in fact, uh, you get a hug. Is that okay? Hell yeah, all man. Right, all right, here we go. <laughs> that is, uh, like I said, I just, uh, you know... You have changed my life for the better. So means a lot to hear you say that. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Um, this job is a giant pain in the ass from time to time. I deal with problems all day. Uh, when people call me, it's usually not because they're happy, you know. Um, but I just remind myself, like, good people, good conscientious, hardworking people, are genuinely living better lives because of the work that we're doing. And you don't even know the other people that you've touched uh, through me, you know, like my mom and dad, my kids. Uh, and I, everywhere I go, you know, people are like, oh, Andy's going to be talking about this again. <laughs> but I, I, I think that that book should be required reading for everybody, you know, I mean. Now you're out there promoting two books. Yeah. <laughs> two books, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I should say, I, I really don't deserve the credit for this stuff. I mean, you guys know that, um, this is, this is all rip. All this stuff started with rip. You know, I'm just, I'm basically a business guy who kind of, uh, put a, put a nice packaging on the stuff that rips built and, and built a system to bring it in to more people and make it accessible. But, um, thanks to rip, you know, rip has helped millions of people, you know, um, by just not being beholden to conventional wisdom, being willing to think for himself, being willing to have ideas that are counter to the approved narrative, being willing to test those ideas, having the skill, the knowledge, the intellect to document those ideas in what is essentially the best textbook in the entire category, and then somehow managed to turn that into a coaching system, turned it into a system that enables us to teach coaches and develop coaches, now a gym franchise, an equipment line, um, a super popular website, a really popular YouTube channel. I mean, yeah, we're lucky. We're lucky to have found this. And my job is is just to tell stories, right? It's just to tell people what this can do for them. And, you know, you are basically the spokesperson because um, the, the poster. Yeah, you're the poster child, man. The poster I mean, insect. <laughs> the, uh, we're, we're basically a 40 plus franchise. I mean, we have younger people, but um, 
we are the solution for fitness if you're smart and you've built enough money to afford proper instruction um, and you know that strength is money in the bank. Um, so we're, we're the solution to that problem, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it, it feels good to do, to do this work and to spend our time on it. And uh, the majority of our members are you, middle-aged men. Middle-aged men that um, are not okay with being diminished. They, they look at what they can't do and they say, fuck that, uh, that's not acceptable. If there's a way that I can improve this, I'm going to improve it. And then they do the program and then we have, you know, like our 70 plus year old member at Dallas, I forgot his name, Bree will link it up here if she remembers. Uh, he's 72, I think his name's David, and he deadlifts 385. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, he's out there with his shirt off, throwing baseballs. Uh, this is uh, how much? Three, three eighty-five. Wow. Yeah, he's almost at four plates. Yeah. Yeah. I've just, I'm at the stage in life where I'm, um, I'm at the stage in life where I'm doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. And vacation. Well, don't so, let me pressure you into a into yeah, into making. Screw you. I'm as strong as I need to be. Leave me alone. No, I mean, that's uh, not it. I I went on vacation this summer. And we went and trained three days, maybe two days, while we're in Myrtle Beach. So I like training, but there's not, you know, there's not a lot of gyms yeah. that have this kind of stuff. There really aren't, yeah. And so uh, I will do my best. But yeah, I've got a Hawaii trip coming up in October. Good for you. I know. The Mormons have it figured out. Bang out a bunch of kids young. You know, they're all growing up, make a lot of money, and then just go enjoy yourself. <laughs> That's what it's about, right? I, I'm going to try and run down that hill again, man. I don't recommend that, and I'm glad I'm not your coach because that would piss me off. <laughs> you know, there's a joke. Uh, it kind of it embodies my philosophy in life and probably the philosophy of my okay Mormon ancestors. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, it goes like this. Uh, there's a daddy bull. And his son, and you can cut this out if uh, if it doesn't fit with the vibe of the podcast. But they they uh, they're standing on this beautiful hill, and there's green pasture down below. And and the uh, the dad says, no, the son says to his dad, he says, "Dad, let's what do you, what do you say we run down this hill and breed one of these cows?" And there's like you know, hundred cows down there, and the the dad says, "Son, how about we walk down?" and breed them all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Why, I think so much in life, <laughs> we get like locked into this thing where it's like, I've got to pick choice A or choice B. And my my Mormon ancestors were like, I want it all. Want We're going to have Betty and Susan. <laughs> and that's how polygamy started. That's how polygamy started. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get in big trouble for this. Uh, but, you know, yeah, so... I'm going to go back to Hawaii. Instead of running down that hill, I'm going to walk down it. Walk down that hill. <laughs> I'm going to walk down that hill. And we'll see what happens next. <laughs> we'll see what happens next. So I will try to, but the, the big island, they don't have a lot of gyms there. No. You probably have to go to the UFC gym in Hilo, if I remember correctly. There's like a BJ Penn UFC gym. I'm like over there by the airport, so it's like a yeah. long It's across drive. the island, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a 90-minute drive. The other side of this thing is, you know, I want to push you to do your best, and but enjoy your vacation too, you know? 
um, no need to be stressed. So I will, I'll put my wife on my shoulders and do some squats. Hell yeah. Like, what is that? I saw this movie. It was like the shot collar, um, about these prison guys. You know, the guys had the little clover leaves tattooed on and a white supremacist in prison. And he got trapped into it somehow because he, he hit a guy in a bar and the guy like got killed. So he gets put in prison. Anyway, he goes all the way to the top, but in their solitary confinement, they're like not allowed to work out, but they, they put the other guys mm. on their shoulders mm-hmm. and then the guys, the guys like one and they all go down together. It looks so bitching. Just, just don't like, hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do a low bar style hit dominant squat. Uh, when you have to maintain a vertical back angle because the wife's on the shoulders. So be careful, yeah. my friend. Those guys in prison were huge. <laughs> yeah. It's a movie. Whatever. There's some new study about uh, guys' testosterone levels in prison are way higher. I mean, duh, right? But it uh, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't want to go to prison. No, no, thank you. Um, yeah. Andy Barman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, walk down that hill and uh, enjoy the fruits of your labor. 20% better. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I would have led with. Thank you, Andy. That was great, man. Appreciate it. Yeah.